0: In today's economy, many are sitting with heavy questions about their careers, finances, and work-life balance. Maybe you're wondering if working two jobs is worth your valuable time and energy, or how to be more available to yourself and your family, or if now is the right time to make that career transition, career advancement, or jump into entrepreneurship. Hi, my name is Tara Hayslip. I'm the CEO of Grounded Energy 111, international bestselling author and spiritual career mentor. I help entrepreneur women and corporate career women create solo aligned careers around their lifestyles. If you are or have been feeling like you want to do more with your career by making that change, advancement, or start your own business, I invite you to my free monthly workshop, the Be a Boss Workshop, where you'll meet other women going through similar career transitions and experience an interactive group coaching workshop. For more information, follow me on Instagram at grounded underscore energy 111. Join the Grounded community through my link tree and my Instagram bio. Check things out on my website at www.groundedenergy111.com or email me at tara at groundedenergy111.com. And I look forward to connecting with you soon.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us for this week's show of Entrepreneurship Happens. I'm your host, T. Marlene. And while I have you, I'm asking that you leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe and share our podcast so that we can continue to grow. On this week's episode, we talk with Remy Naji. She talks to us about her brand, that is a sustainable fashion brand and her entrepreneurial journey, especially without her brother that's part of the Sink and Remy brand. See ya.
0: IRS notices can be intimidating, but waiting to act could cost you your valuable taxpayer rights. Don't try to handle the IRS alone. These agents are trained to track you into agreements designed to collect as much money as possible. Don't pay thousands of dollars to a marketing company claiming to be a tax resolution firm. Get behind the shield. The enrolled agents at Elite Eight Tax and Financial Services are experts at tax resolution, protecting taxpayers' rights and are federally licensed to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Elite Eight Tax and Financial Services has the knowledge, skill and experience to assist you with audit representation liens, levies, offers and compromise, innocent spouse relief, wage garnishment, back taxes, and more. Don't lose sleep, time, or your rights as a taxpayer. Make your appointment today at EliteAidFinancial.com to schedule a consultation and get the IRS off your back. Get behind the shield.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Do us a favor and tell our listeners who you are and what do you do. Mm
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Um, so, I'm Rumi. Uh, I'm the founder of Sync and Rumi. It's, it's a luxury knitwear brand mm. where we focus more on sustainability part of the piece. And we are a slow fashion company, and the, so the fast fashion and the trendy fashion is something we don't really encourage in our community. <laughs> And I'm also a full-time, I also work full-time. So uh, I'm working on my business, but I'm also working full-time with Mm -hmm. an IT company. So um, I work as a data engineer there.
1: Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, what a lot of people don't realize with fast fashion is that a lot of it is not sustainable and it's creating a lot of issues for our planet and everything that people don't think about so definitely that's awesome awesome
2: yeah and and not only the sustainability part it's not inclusive as well mm-hmm. a lot of fast fashion i i don't really see uh for everybody type mm-hmm. and you know for everyone around me like it's just it should be the staple for um everyone like that should be the staple wardrobe like everyone should have those uh pieces in their closet where they can go on and be like oh i have that my favorite shirt which i can wear on i don't have to think about it right so instead of fast fashion where you wear it one time and you don't feel like wearing again, I had the same thing. I have been a victim of fast fashion. So been there.
1: <laughs> right, right, Well, and then also, you know, a lot of um people aren't realizing that some of these companies are actually taking designs from smaller companies, you know what I'm saying? So that's, I know there's been several cases where like, um, she and some of the other ones have been accused of taking other people's designs and you know unfortunately once it's out there mass produced it's kind of hard to stop it you know.
3: Yeah yeah
2: and and not only that and also with the working condition there are mm-hmm. like underage kids working there for 20 cents an hour or uh, right. not even 20 cents two cents an hour so like right that's outrageous like i i just want to focus on that piece as well because people don't think about like um there's an interesting post which i saw so there are some kids in china they're basically sending signals on their clothes to like help them so they have some sort of uh designs which kind of tell you that they need help
1: oh wow
2: yeah and and that's so disturbing i mean that is. these kids are like seven or eight and they're working 24 7 for like bare minimum pay right 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 i mean that's, uh, that's something you know like i i don't know like how would you feel like wearing those clothes right
1: right right um, um NPR was just, I was listening to NPR yesterday, and I believe it was yesterday, day before yesterday, and one thing that someone mentioned was that we tend to, here in the U.S., we tend to think, well, made in the U.S.A., okay, I'm doing the right thing, but they had a good point, is that some of those factories are not here in the actual U.S.A., they just are in other yeah. you know um territories and then even if it is in the USA it could still be a a Chinese factory or whatever factory that is still either using child labor or very low wages or still doing the conditions that you think well it's made in USA so it's you know it's okay so I was like that's very interesting because people don't mention that so yeah. wow
2: yeah. nobody cares about the peas everyone is making money, the manufacturers making money, the founders are making money, and the middlemen are making money. So like, nobody really cares about those people who are, you know, actually working on their garments. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of disturbing when you see uh, the, the exploitation of kids and
0: mm-hmm, and
2: people mm-hmm. don't realize the severity of that case, you know, Right, right.
0: Well,
2: so what Made you get
1: into being an entrepreneur? How did you get into that?
2: Um, I think a part of me always had that feeling that I can work my entire life for someone, so mm-hmm. that was always there. Um, uh, my mom, my mom is my mom will, is has been an entrepreneur her whole life. Like she oh. had her own computer business, so. Um, I've never seen anyone in my family working for someone, like going on a regular job and, you know, like uh, working nine to five. They have their own time. And so I do love the flexibility of it. But uh, the bigger portion was I always wanted to work in fashion. I always, always wanted to work mm. in fashion. Even though I graduated computer science and big data and AI, and it's not related whatsoever. Right. <laughs> but, right, um, right. So that was uh, I, I. part of me. I feel like I'm an only child, so I was trying to uh, fill all the boxes for my mom and like tell her like I can't tell her that oh hey by the way I'm not I'm going my own path I'm just leaving the college I'm not graduating <laughs> so um I did uh graduate college and and I did um I did do pretty good I mean I got four GPA so I was really smart there but right. um part of me always wanted uh, to do something more than a regular job because i couldn't see myself working for someone and my entire life i mm-hmm. have people working in the same job as me and they're working there for 20 years mm-hmm and I'm 24. So like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Right right, right,
1: right, right. right. Well, there was a time that people did that, you know, my mom's generation and generation before that was the thing. They stayed at one company for 30 years, you know, but as we grew, we were like, no, <laughs> if it's the benefits aren't right, if it's not a good environment, no.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely that part. And, um, the other thing was, um, so growing up, my, my brother, I have a cousin brother. He's not my, my I mean, he's not my, um, oh. he's my cousin brother. So, like, that, that was the right. only oh. brother I always had. So, right. we were really, really close. Right, um, we right, right. We were together, we were in the same school. So, like, he I never felt like he's my cousin, you know? Right. So. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah so um we had this vision of creating a clothing company at some point but it was all wishy-washy we didn't really have uh, <laughs> a definite goal like oh this is what we're gonna do and i'll name it sink and know, oh, nothing it was right. uh just two teenage kids talking about dreams <laughs> and future right. and and um, so, but we, we went to different paths at some point because I, mm-hmm. I went to university and he was doing his own thing. Um, so 2020 happened and I graduated college. Uh, at that point I was thinking like, should I go for the first job I I, I'm, I'm, I get or I should like Wait for a while and see like where I should pivot my, uh, journey. So mm-hmm. I thought about it and then I started working in a company for as an intern, and it was pretty good. I mean, it was okay. It was it wasn't really bad, um, but I, I. But one day, I mean, I just I just realized that I I don't think so. Like I'm whatever I do here, I'm not gonna reach at the top level where i want to be in this company because Mm -hmm. a part of which was um a lot of these companies take decision according to your age and experience and maturity level but like Mm -hmm. i don't really think if it comes with age i mean if you're mature it doesn't come with age you can be mature enough at the age of 20 and Mm -hmm. you can be dumb enough at the age of 40. (laughs)
3: okay sure. that, that, that's, sure. a, that's a bar go ahead
0: yeah so like
2: i really fell that way and they, they that that kind of toxic work culture where they treat mm-hmm. you as a child because you just get it like it's just i never liked that part so. right treat like, right. me equal right. or maybe right. i'm smart right. enough i'm here when you're 40 so
3: <laughs> i like that You, you briefly told us what you love about being an entrepreneur. What's the most challenging thing you've experienced being an entrepreneur?
2: Um, constantly proving myself that I'm good enough. Um, and, and also like, not just myself, like everyone else around me and, uh, juggling with full-time job and like also working on my business out that, that's really hard because uh with the job i don't have the flexibility even though i'm working from home but sometimes it's like oh they'll set up a meeting on my calendar because i'm booked for them for 95 <laughs> so right. it's just hard to have the time and you know, like time management piece is really, really challenging for mm-hmm. a startup company and, you know, just figuring it out and being on the right lane. And because a lot of people would tell you that, oh, don't talk too much and don't be too much of this and don't be too much of that. And uh, when I think about it, it's just, it's just, I feel like it's not them talking, it's their insecurity talking. You know Mm -hmm. because they don't want us to speak out loud because they don't want to listen to change and and that's really important because we need change Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so uh a lot of people will tell you to like be quiet and like you know like just just don't be too loud so right uh yeah these are like daily challenges
1: That's understandable. So what um, as far as like your I know on our forum, you said that you haven't had been an entrepreneur for that long as far as your business, but has your uh, family of friends has any of that started to change? Have you seen any of that? are they supportive or have you had to struggle with support as far as your friends and family?
2: Uh, I'm really lucky in that aspect because my mom, she, she's just a genius. Like she's amazing. Uh, she, she's like that person, like she'll support me in whatever. (laughs) So she never said anything to me and she, she she gave her she she i mean she bought me in the best possible tool whatever she had at the point um so she always supported me as far as friends are concerned i have some friends right now but i'm not a, a type of person who is too attached to a certain group of people or you know, like I I do see a lot of people in their 20s. They form uh, a kind of community and they stay in that community for as far as I I remember. So I was never that way. Uh, I had some friends, but I was never too close to them. I I always had my own path and um, my own things to do. Uh, But when I see other people, I, I just do, I didn't have that when it comes to friends or uh, any other relationships, but uh, my family, I'm, my mom is my entire family, so
3: <laughs> she's really supportive. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, so I understand you say you've only been an entrepreneur for like six months or something like that, uh, What's one oh, thing that you two know? Years,
2: I guess. Oh, two years? two years. Yeah.
3: Okay. So within those two years, what what one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you started? And yeah. Uh,
2: I wish I knew like how do I invest my money in a right way. I did. Uh, so when when I started, I I really thought like. Oh, I need everything, so I invested my money in like getting the best computer, getting the best lighting, getting the best like everything, so like I didn't focus on I wanted everything to be perfect, so um, I did go over over the spending I had, so I think that was a part of thing, but I did learn a lot out of it, so i I wouldn't say that was a bad investment in whatever aspect i did but a part of which i really wanted to work on um was the time i wanted to make a fixed time frame for certain things like now i'm pretty good at it if i compare my past like like 20 when i was 22 or 21 i didn't have the right tools or uh, any any sort of like framework to like, oh, this is the time you have to go to gym or this is the time you have to take cold plunge or whatnot <laughs> and what everybody else is doing these days. So <laughs> I didn't have the right tool sets and I was just trying different things and thinking about like, oh, maybe this is what I need to do and I didn't have uh, like, what do I need to do in life? Um, so I only had like, oh, I just want my own business. That's it. So I didn't have the clear vision or what do I need out of it. So I think that's really important when you're starting out. You have to have that sense of clarity that this is what I want and this is the way I want to go because I what I did is I, I just have my hands all around, everywhere. Like I want everything, so yeah, that kind of sucked because um, if you have your hands everywhere, you you're not good at you're just average and all of that. So you need to be perfect. If you need to be perfect, you need to have this clarity and just have one tunnel vision. So that was my biggest mistake starting out.
3: that's really good that's really good so um have you experienced any crazy things in those two years of being an entrepreneur
1: Uh, a crazy
3: client a crazy situation (laughs) a creative a creative what a A crazy crazy client or
1: anything like
3: that yeah a crazy situation with a client or something like that
2: uh yeah a lot of people will judge you (laughs) (laughs) and they're not gonna like you (laughs) um and 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 it's it's kind of dark and lonely at some point but Mm -hmm. uh, i think it's a part of the journey for everyone so it's not just for me um so you feel like you feel unheard of you feel Mm -hmm um everyone is trying to fix you in some sort of cosmic way because they think that the way they're living is the right way to live and your mm-hmm. um uh, whatever you're doing is completely um neurotic or weird it's just <laughs> so um what i honestly that i didn't face that as a struggle or a any part of uh, my journey because i'm a kind of person i really don't care so whatever you think that's fine i'm crazy you think whatever <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, but a lot of my friends they get into the rabbit hole of like judgment and what are the people thinking about me and you know right. like good enough or it's i think it's not for me it's for other people but i just believe that if any other human being on planet earth is doing that means you can do it too we all are but have you had any like
1: crazy situations with any customers or any dealing with any other business owners so far since you've become an entrepreneur anything crazy where it's like what just happened
2: (laughs) well yeah yeah I mean a lot of people would tell you that you're Oh, why, why uh, Yeah, one of my customer was like, um, "Why do I need to buy from your brand if I can get the same from like Sheen or H and M or mm-hmm.
0: like,
2: Yeah, because you're not gonna get the same quality, right? And, <laughs> and you're not gonna get the same thing. It's like it's like asking someone, uh, "Why do I need to uh, you know like work so hard if I can just." use chat GPT <laughs> so, I mean I just feel like yeah some of some of the comments were really funny and I think mm-hmm. about it uh, they have oh we don't really care about sustainability we just want our product to be cheaper and quicker right. and on our hand like some I'm like yeah but like I, I don't know, like, how do I tell those people? But I'd always tell them, like, if you don't care about it, but one day you will and you'll come back, and I'll be happy to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Well, one of the things that you recently mentioned reminds me of um, one of the pe- previous guests that we had had mentioned the same thing as far as um you were talking about when you first started, you just you know, you got the best equipment and stuff like that, and that is one of the downfalls. And they were saying that too is that that is one of the downfalls about um, when we first get started. It's like, oh, we've got to get the newest. We've got to buy an office space, but we don't have any clients. <laughs> we we don't have any. We don't have any branding. We haven't figured out what our messaging is or our tone, we haven't figured out any of that. Our, uh, we haven't even feel, fully figured out our vision and our mission, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and rent that office space and, and buy the biggest piece of equipment. And then months later, a year later, we're like, okay, why am I not making any money where you need to actually kind of backtrack, take stock, figure out what you wanna do, and then plan from there. And sometimes that means even renting equipment or buying used equipment till you have enough customers and you have enough income and profits to you know, go big. But we tend to do that a lot. So I wanted to touch on that. You mentioned that earlier. So that was yeah. really good.
2: Yeah, you need to be scrappy. You can't, yes. like a lot of people, they fall into like shiny object syndrome. Yes, yes, so. yeah. You, you you gotta be like scrappy and you gotta like because it doesn't work that way i had the same that was one of my uh things starting out like i had the same weakness because i was thinking i was thinking small that's that's about it i was thinking mm-hmm. like right. so if i i feel like if your vision is big enough you won't think about all these um elements which are not directly related to your group. Mm-hmm business so
1: right right well what um what motivates you what do you what helps you get through the day each day what motivates you
0: hmm
2: I'm not really motivated every day (laughs) that would be be, uh, yeah that would be lying because I'm not Some hey, that's fine. be truthful we we appreciate it some days I feel like I need someone to like literally drag me out of my bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm I, I would be like I'll be lying on my bed and like staring on my ceiling for like more than 30 minutes and I'm thinking about like contemplating my thoughts and Uh, it's hard sometimes it's really hard when you are on your own so Mm -hmm. uh, it's I wouldn't say it's all roses and nice and but like um, (laughs) (laughs) what motivates me is my mom the promise I made her that um, you gave me the best life and I'm gonna give you the same awesome that's awesome and obviously, my brother. I mean, he's the whole reason mm-hmm. I created this brand. Um, um, to sink and bring me a sink is my brother. hmm um, um. He. So my brother passed away during COVID, and. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he passed away during COVID, and we. We did have. So like that like really haunted me for a very long time, mm-hmm. and so when I'm like feeling really low, I think about like um, people who are not even having the same life as me, or I mm-hmm. will just think about like okay yeah I've seen I've seen death I've seen loss I've seen a lot of things at this point, but there mm-hmm. are people who don't even have uh, one person to call right. or you know they don't ha- they don't even have the basic needs like i'm happy i'm not living in ukraine i'm happy i'm not living in like some iran or some, some sur- i'm not a girl in some middle eastern country right well, it's just it's just if you if you see like in a global perspective your whatever you're facing it just looks tiny to me right okay? and and that that keeps me going Honestly,
3: that's good. That's good. Well, so Remy, first of all, my condolences. But I want to know something, though. I really want to know something. You seem to be a very free spirit. What do you have in your playlist right now? playlist, music, yeah, music. What do you have? What do you have in your playlist?
2: Oh, Taylor
3: Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh my God. You know what? That's I did not expect it. that. I did
2: not expect that Let's Let's Yeah, I'm like, upset. I can't, I can't get over her. Like, it's just... <laughs> I've seen her growing from one love story to like, having this whole Midnight album. So it's just, I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean like, I don't, I'm not into like other sort of music i'm i'm anything pop culture basically
3: yeah
1: nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that that. so what to you what makes an entrepreneur successful and do you consider yourself right now success um
2: Yes. What makes, uh, so I don't think so. It's about the money or the fame or any sort of materialistic things. Mm-hmm. It's about if you're being happy with yourself and, mm-hmm. uh, acknowledging the fact that I've, I came, I came to this point, I came so far and I'm still here like, living and breathing <laughs> and thriving. Mm-hmm so that's that sort of mentality is success for me and that took me really long to um comprehend in a way that i can feel oh yeah i'm okay being myself because i was really insecure growing up was only Mm -hmm. child so um i didn't really had a lot of people around me my mom and dad were both working and um and my Mom and dad, they, they separated when I was 13, so I didn't, never really saw a lot of people around me growing up, and I was a weird child, I feel. I didn't have much friends, <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, so overcoming myself, like all the inner child trauma, I think that's your—I would consider that a success. So. It can mean uh-huh, uh-huh. any shape or form, but when you're really like, you know, comfortable in your own skin and on your, on your thing, it's just something else.
3: <laughs> I agree. I agree. So you do a lot, you've done a lot of transitioning and different things like that. How, you, how do you deal with being an entrepreneur, the, the, the moments when you have like doubt, self doubt, and imposter syndrome? How do you deal with those moments?
2: Uh, I just take it and just, yeah, I mean, I don't think so that's ever gonna go away. I would Mm -hmm. always have that, and I always feel that I don't belong here, or, you know, this is not, uh, I'm an outsider, Um, but being that. Um, has its own advantage because you feel like you're bringing a new thing into a picture, you know. Like that's okay if I don't know anything here and I'm a new, complete new person. But uh, maybe I know more than they, they do know about me and and about the project or the things I'm doing. And right. Um, right. So that stopped, but I still feel it. But like that gave me a push that. Oh, I'm, I am an outsider, but still, I feel- um, I still belong here. I still belong here. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I do have things to bring into the table. So, I mean, there's a part of reason why I'm here. So I think about that, like, oh, why I'm here and um, because I deserve to be here and, mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, yeah, and it's okay, it's mm-hmm. okay. Like whatever you're feeling inside, but don't show outside. <laughs>
1: I totally get that. I totally get that. So do you have a coach or a mentor that you work with?
2: Oh yeah. Um I have um a mentor. of uh, she has worked in fashion for 35 years, for more than 35 years. And mm-hmm. um, so she's kind of like my mentor, my advisor, and my designer. <laughs> so um yeah i do have one and it's really important to have that one person because if like nobody believes in you like you have to find one person who's like that gives you a lot of confidence to keep going you know like even to like um explain my mom what i'm doing and why i'm doing took me a while but like even before that, I had this mentor, and she is phenomenal. Like, she, I, uh, she's always like, I know you can do it. And she has seen people growing from nothing to being extremely successful. And um, so she always gives me that hope that, okay, I think I'm in the right path. 'Cause you, you need that. You, you know, mm-hmm. like I know like it's okay to believe in yourself and do what your heart says, but you need someone to like just give you a nudge, like be like, yeah, you got it, you know. And okay. it's that's really important to have that one person at least.
1: Like I agree, I agree.
3: So Remy, what was your aha moment? What was what was the moment that you had and you were like Okay, this is what I've meant to do. This is my purpose. What did you have that, what was that moment look like?
2: My aha moment. Uh, When I, when I really like, uh, okay, that was one time I was talking to my therapist. Um, So I I have been into therapy since. Mm I was 12, <laughs> and it, it's been a long journey, um, but uh, I was talking to her. I was telling her about, um, like, wh- what, what do I see and how do I feel? And she she was like, oh, you're doing so great right now. And everything, so she was just patting me on my back. And I told her uh, what changed. So she used to tell me one thing like fake it until you become Mm -hmm. and i took it like literally (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um i when i was dealing with my own grief with the loss of my brother and trying to just do the mundane stuff like eating food or even taking shower and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um, um i i realized he gave me one sweatshirt and it was a cashmere, a black hoodie, um, black hoodie. And it was really nice and it was comfy. And I always used to wear that because it always reminded me of him. Like, even though he's not here, it's just mm-hmm. staple. Like, you know, like I, it gives me comfort. It became right. my comfort clothes. And, and then when she said, like, fake it until you become, I started dressing up every single day for uh, meetings or for my conference or event or whatever even though i'm feeling shitty inside but my mm-hmm. outside was perfect so uh, i started dressing up and and then i i told her like something changed like mm-hmm. i do really feel good now like right. not like oh I'm, I'm uplifted and everything is perfect and fixed now Obviously, I'm healing, but I feel so good at this point. i, I feel mm-hmm. so much better. I can do like things which were so hard to do it before. Mm-hmm. Um. So then I, I talked talked her out into her, and she was like, "Oh, that's great." And then and then I thought about it, and then I I told her, "Uh, what about like if I create a brand? Not just a, I didn't say a brand as a word, but what if I create mm-hmm. uh something?" As sort of collectibles,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and be mm-hmm. which can be worn throughout the year, and you can you know give it to someone and be reminded of like of that person when you have that piece uh, that piece of clothing with you, and because you can't replace that feeling, right. I just I just that's how I feel like you, you can't replace a feeling when. You know, when you don't have that person around you, and right. you just have that one piece of clothes, and for some reason, that one piece of clothes becomes the most important staple in your own closet. Mm-hmm. It can be anything. It can be. Can be. It can be your scarf. Can be your, you know, like the sweatshirt or whatever. Because as a girl, I feel like we do have tendency to borrow clothes. We have always done that. Borrowing boyfriend's clothes, brother's <laughs> right. clothes, always. anyone's, you know. Even my mom's thing. I do borrow her stuff or steal her whatever. So, it's just um, I wanted to create a collectibles in that sort of way. So, I went down into that rabbit hole of finding what can I do out of it? So, yeah, that was my aha moment.
1: Okay. okay. So you definitely touch upon a, a lot of things that I'm glad, to, thank you for sharing that you see a therapist. Mental health is very important, even as an individual, but also as an entrepreneur, that's very important. What is the one piece of advice that you would like to give to new entrepreneurs or those thinking about being Uh, becoming an entrepreneur?
2: Uh Have the clarity. Like, why do you wanna do it at first place? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. It it shouldn't be uh, just like, oh, I I wanna have my own business. I wanna be a CEO. Right. It should be more than that.
1: Right.
2: if, If that's the only driving factor, it's not going to work.
1: That's true. That's true. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Do us a favor and tell our listeners how they can find your brand and find
2: you on social media. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on sinkrimi.com. That's our, that's where we are selling our stuff. And mm-hmm. the same with the social media, Sync and Remy um instagram Saint Remy. so that's where you can find us
1: awesome 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 well thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you for sharing your journey again condolences on losing your brother and we definitely wish you success yep thank you are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner or is your target audience entrepreneurs or business owners then we definitely have a spot for you. Become an advertiser or an actual guest on our podcast. We will study form and we'd love to have you a part of our team. Send an email to info at entrepreneurshiphappens.com and we'll get right back to you and get you all scheduled and on our list. See you then. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Don't forget to leave us a review, answer any of the polls or podcast episode questions, and share. Join us next week when we speak with Holly Sissa. She is Miss Mimosas in the Morning podcast host, and she shares with us her journey from tragedy to triumph. See you next week.